understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome to the Your Next Move podcast with Kimberly Brown and special guest Jessica Hurley today. This is part two of an interview that we did where we're talking a little bit about me. So I'm actually going to hand the reins over to Jessica to take the lead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, for folks who don't know you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, guys, I'm Jessica Hurley. I'm the founder of Insta Podcast, which is the podcast management agency that gets an opportunity to work with Kim uh, through this concept, as well as the co-founder of a woman's event called Innovative Income and the host of my own podcast called The Stranded Phase, where we literally pull teeth stories and all your vulnerable information. So Kim's in for a real treat. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Alrighty. So. If this were my show, and because we're collaborating, some of the things that I have always wanted to know about you, and to be clear, I'm, I'm being funny, but to be clear, I admire the hell out of you. Thank you. Like in a whole nother way, your work ethic, your values, um, you stand true in everything that you are, your integrity, and like, I don't wanna use the word perfection, but just the way that you operate and everything mm. that you do shines through your work, what you produce, Thank the you. outcomes, everything. And so what I have to know uh-huh. is what on God's green earth made you this way? The short version. The short version? My daddy. Um, my dad, I always joke and I say I was grounded um, until I was 18. My dad is a veteran. He mm. is very strict um, growing up. I literally did not do anything unless it was a school sanctioned activity. I had to do math problems, long division in second grade in order to be able to go to my first sleepover. Oh my God. Um, at the table in tears doing long division math problems. I'm just not hanging with my friends. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and I remember growing up thinking it was so tough and this isn't fair, but my dad just instilled this level of excellence in me. Mm. And it's always like, you did this. Okay, well, what's the next thing? You got your bachelor's degree. When are you getting your master's degree? Are you thinking about a PhD? So you're doing this at your job. Okay, what's the next promotion? So it's always been this next, but not in a... I don't want to make it sound negative, like I've always had to strive to get to the next thing, but it's an appreciation of what excellence can look like and make sure that I making sure that I realize my full potential. Okay. Amazing. And I'm hearing some commonalities here because I hear um, what's next. Mm-hmm. And so this this really makes me curious. Part one question of a two-part question is do you ever have an opportunity to enjoy or relish in any of your accomplishments or accolades? Because it's, okay, you got a degree. Now when you're getting your master's, okay, you got the promotion. When will you be working for an Ivy League school? You know, now that you Mm -hmm. make this much money, when will you be making this much money? So one, have you had the opportunity or ever felt the inability to relish in anything that you accomplish? Mm -hmm. And then two, I want to talk about this word that you've used often, which is compulsion. Okay. But answer the first one. (laughs) Um, Do I, I feel like I'm going to take the question as, do you celebrate yourself? Yes, correct. Um, 
it's something that in recent years I've worked at. I will say that previously I was not good at celebrating. Um, but for me, I think people may say that it's just self-care or whatever else, but I'm old school. Like, give me the day at the spa. Right. Give it to me. Right. I want that full day of services. I want massage. I want a facial. I want a foot rub. I want a mani. I want a pedi. I will spend the, literally the whole entire day. And for me, like, that's how I'll celebrate myself. Right. Um, or I have a wish list of things that, or items that I'd like. I may celebrate and purchase something for myself. Um, now go on vacation. But back in the day, not really. I think I would just be like, okay, well, this month I'm going to take a break and kind of pull back. In past jobs, I've traveled a lot. And I think right now I'm in the midst of an eight-week travel stint. So when I'm done in eight weeks, I'm going to stay grounded yeah. for like at least a month. I think it may end up being three weeks. But I'm going to try my best to stay right. grounded for that 21-day period before I hit the road again. So I try and balance like rest seasons with hustle seasons and then also figuring out the times where I can, like whatever makes me happy in that time. So I will most likely spend a good spa day, maybe two days. Okay, pause that time. I have a question about what I've been learning in this season is I can almost feel when I'm on the brink of burnout. I can feel it coming Mm -hmm. now. And then when I force myself to rest, the opposite actually happens. So like one, and I don't know if this is like, this reminds me of like when we were young and we used to go out and you could like come back in a day. (laughs) Not anymore. No, not anymore. I need four (laughs) days to recover. Um, But like, I'll take a day to really like shut down and rest. And then I'm like, okay, I did nothing today. I'm going to go to bed. And then tomorrow it's back at it. And the next day I'm like more tired. Uh, And I I feel like my body's like, no, no, you just started the cycle of, I actually really need you to rest. Yeah. And I know we're talking about celebrating, but like when you take that break, do you ever feel like it's enough? Or do you feel like, am I going to, am I working towards something to get myself to a point where then I get to slow down a little bit? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. So I'm always conflicted. And I think well, I know other people struggle with this too. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. I struggle I think, with this. So I'm going to take it a few ways. I think that I used to say that I couldn't do certain things until, um, especially mm. in business. So yes. I've invested, if you know me for years before leaving my corporate job or leaving any of the jobs I've had to run my business full time, I've invested in so many courses, so many yep. coaches, so much education. Um, I've coached with like the best of the best of coaches out there. I'm very proud of like my my business curriculum that I've given myself. And I used to always say like, I couldn't do, I couldn't create the life or I couldn't give myself the schedule or the flexibility until I hit this much revenue or this much this or this much that. But then I kind of sat back and I was like, isn't the point of being an entrepreneur doing what you want to do? Yes. Like, isn't it the point of creating a life that you're excited to create? And I was like, well, why don't I do what I want to do? Right. So I've gotten a little bit better at pulling back and doing things like traditionally, I try not to work on Fridays at all. Ooh. I get I'm pretty good about not working on Fridays. I'm like, Admin day. it doesn't me matter. Day. It's a me day. Like I don't really do. I do meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays is urgent meetings only. Mm. Thursdays is admin and client work for my corporate clients. And Friday is really an overflow. But most of the time I'm really offline. The structure she just gamed y'all with on how to <laughs> structure your schedule so you don't lead to burnout and overwhelm that but it still happens though i 100 percent burn out where i just don't have motivation so we're recording this in february Mm -hmm. and i've been struggling i've been going through some personal things so december and january i really wasn't able to get it together right i just i haven't been able to work i haven't been able to focus i've had a really really difficult time and it wasn't until 
like today's February 2nd, 3rd, 3rd, almost, that was close, <laughs> February 3rd, on February 1st, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back into it. I kind of told myself and I, I kind of feel, days. I feel a little better. Like I'm, I'm going to a business event. I'm recording the podcast today. I feel like it reinvigorated a little bit. So I'm kind of like, let me ride the wave of like, let me keep this excitement going because yeah. I also need to make sure that I'm fed, you know, and I pay my rent. So okay, you just said two. <laughs> you just said two very important things in one sentence, and let, let's talk about this for a second because there's a lot of people that are watching mm-hmm. that are managing corporate careers, mm-hmm. possibly managing corporate careers and families, mm-hmm. possibly managing corporate careers, families, and a side hustle that they're trying to turn into yeah. a long time, long term gig or entrepreneurship or business ownership. And then on top of that, you add that no one's talking about we're all dealing with personal situations yeah. that could literally completely derail us. Mm-hmm. So what? Because been there, done that, still doing that. What does one do or how did you kind of maneuver this of just being completely derailed from a personal standpoint, but you are still the brand of your business. Mm -hmm. You are still the CEO. You are still the primary forerunner. What do we do? So my answer, y'all not going to like it because I don't even like it before I say it. Um, I just don't give myself necessarily an option. I just don't. I don't give myself an option. I'm like, and th- well, the option I will give myself, I will say is that I will do the MVP. I will do the minimum viable product. What is the minimum mm. thing I can do to show up? So I know some people will say like, just cancel it all, like lay down, like, and but that's not the option for me. Like the start of the personal thing, maybe one day I'll share, but right now it's none of your business. Um, <laughs> the start was when we first started doing the uh, live podcasts, mm-hmm. when we started doing the videos. I recorded that right after getting really bad news. Right. Did I have a choice? No, because I scheduled it. I invested in it. There was no option to not do it. And that yep. was showing up for two days of recording from like nine to six, all day, every day. And I was sobbing every morning, mm. but I didn't, there's always a choice, right? There's always a choice. You, I had the option to call you and be like, Jessica, I ain't got it. Yeah. I don't, but that's just not how I operate. I'm like, what is the minimum viable product? I was like, okay, I will do this. It's only two days. Two days. Yeah. I will go to bed early. (laughs) I will love on myself in the morning, like ordering the breakfast I want and gave myself time to process before I had to like pull it on. And then I find time where I don't have to do anything. Yep. Last two weeks of December, I was like, I I don't even know my own phone number is, so don't call it. That's how I operate. What's your number? But I, I don't know. I don't know. My phone number is my email. I don't have one of those. No, thank you. <laughs> like, hit me up in the new year. I'm off the map. Completely. Pretty much. And you needed that. Yeah. But so saying what you said, now this takes me back to the word that I kept hearing. I heard it in a former episode of yours. Um, if you guys had a chance, it's she uses the word compulsion a lot. Mm-hmm. And you define compulsion really interesting in a really interesting way. I'd never heard it in that way was that it's like how did you say it? it's doing something that you don't essentially you don't like you're compelled to do it even if your natural desire isn't to do that thing so like my natural my desire could be to lay down and sleep but my compulsion is to continue to grow my company grow my brand and show up appropriately so this is a great this is so important because i think there's such like um pulled mm-hmm. conversations around this. It's yeah. like it's put self-care at the for- yep. forefront. Like, you know, choose you when your body's telling you, when your mind's telling you, that means you mm-hmm. are already past the point of something you should have already done. Yep. So go do it, do it now. And then there's this other side, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are in this role as CEOs and, mm-hmm. and, and the forerunner of our brands is like, 
I hear you. However, <laughs> life doesn't work that way. My rent is due on the first and they gonna take it regardless with my, a late fee. My overhead. <laughs> yes. My growth. <laughs> or and then, my kids. And then I'm, and then I'm backtracking and derailing yeah. myself and my business and all the yeah. employees and staff that I pay. On you have to make it that. up for it. Yeah. So what, where's the fine? And I'm not saying either one of us have this answer, but I know people are wondering where's mm. the fine balance of like, I feel compelled to show up for myself and my business mm-hmm. and my my staff and the families that I feed and the mm-hmm. people that I impact, especially if you have a very purposeful brand. If yeah. you are walking in purpose, you feel compelled to show up even when you don't have it. Yeah. So when you feel compelled, where is the balance of I need to fill my cup because I've done this before too and I know you have is I've showed up in spaces where people were counting on me and I literally poured from an empty place. There was mm-hmm. nothing there and I had to mm-hmm. find it. And then after that, I'm literally like, I've got nothing. I got nothing for nobody. (laughs) So I think that you have to know what your own limits are. I was speaking to someone recently and they don't believe in burnout. Mm. They don't. They do not believe in burnout. They do not believe in being severely overwhelmed. They don't believe in any of that. They're just like, for me, that's not the truth. Like, that's not my truth. I do not burn out. I do not this. And I was sitting there like, but burnout's real. Like it's so real. It's real. Like it happens. And they were like, for me, no. Burnout is not an option. Like I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. And I think I wouldn't go as far as saying burnout's not real, but like that person was saying burnout's not real for them. But I will go as far to say, like, you have to know what your limits are. I know generally how far I could push myself. Mm. I knew that that day, like when I recorded the first live podcast, it was like, okay, I need to get up earlier. I know that I'm going to panic in the morning. I know that my mind is going to be scattered. So I'm going to get up earlier. I'm going to give myself time to literally just cry, lay on the floor, do whatever it is that I need to do. I'm going to leave time to shower and pull myself together. I'm going to order my favorite food for breakfast. And then I'm going to... um, I got my makeup done. I made sure I got my makeup done with a makeup artist who knew me, who I could have a good conversation. And you did, I, you did something else I really love, was you invited a lot of supportive people. Yes. You surrounded yourself with a lot of supportive people. And it made me feel safe. People yes. actually sat in and watched us record for a lot of the podcast. People were in there working and listening. So I felt like I had, I had my people, people with me. Mm-hmm. So I was supported. So it's for me, I know I can push myself potentially farther than other people can push themselves. Yes. It's relative to who you are, but I know what my limit is before I be like, I know I really can't like, no, this is a no. It's like almost like when you're working out, right? So I have some back issues. So I feel like I can do a lot of things. I used to be a cheerleader. The, the I played says all yes, the sports. The body says no. <laughs> yes. And even sometimes my body will say yes. Like prime example recently, I was like, oh, I'm getting back in the gym. Like, I need to get back, get my sexy back. Like I, like, I was super fit in like 2014, 2015. And I'm like, oh, I want to get back there. And I was like, I could do the things. I remember I used to love the stair, step mill, the stair climber. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I got on the step mill. I was in there. I had my music on and I was killing it. I was like, I could do this. Meanwhile, I have not been on a step mill. <laughs> so what, it's 2022. I don't think I've been on a step mill since like maybe 2017. Oh, yeah. But I was on there and I felt good. (laughs) Yeah. So I did. I did 30 minutes. Meanwhile, I thought I was cute. And I was like, let me do some hit. Let me turn it up a little bit and then come back down. We'll turn it up a little bit, come back down. I was good. However, the next day day I still felt good. Okay. So I was like, I'm not going to do the step mill. I'm going to do the elliptical. Like give my knees a little break. That third day, 
my back hurt so bad it like shot down to like my knees by the end of the day i could barely walk Mm. so even though my body said i could do it because i was fine there was something else in the way that kind of shot me back down. It's like, I I knew I shouldn't have done it. I knew what my limits were. I knew it was too much, even if it felt good. Yeah. It's like, you have to know, like you knew when you were pouring out at that event that you were speaking out, like, you know, you can handle this and love on yourself later. Yes. But not everybody can do that. I knew I could do those two podcasts, those two days of podcasting, yes. and I could love on myself later. I went to Mexico after. You did. I went to Mexico and I sat on a beach and I knew if I could just get through these two days, I can do it. But you have to know. I can reward myself afterwards. Yeah, so I can reward myself after or love on myself more, like all the things. I think right before we hopped on this episode, I was telling Eric before that one of the things I do after stressful days is that like every time I'm in a hotel, I bring my favorite sexy PJs. I bring, um, I get chocolate chip cookies from room service. I get a, a glass of Riesling or white Zinfandel. And I cuddle up in bed at the end of every day. People mm. always wonder, like, what do you do when you travel to do the things? And we were just talking about, like, what makes you feel good? I'm like, and that's what makes me feel good. Mm. Like, I do those little things yes. to prevent. And I was like, I could easily work all night yes, and get ready for the next day. But I'm like, okay, how can I recharge a little bit just to put the pause and the burnout so that I don't start getting that, like, because I know I get it every single time. I'll just feel a little cough, a little rumble. Next thing you know, bronchitis, laryngitis, I get a whole bunch of it. Um, your exercise example on the elliptical and the Stairmaster, this is like, this is so relative to me to burnout because you're explaining how like the body's version is different or your personal version is different. And I think yeah. to me, and again, I'm not a therapist, but burnouts, burnout is different for everyone because yes. to me, I, I, this was a season was the first time that I felt real burnout and to mm -hmm. me, burnout for me i can still keep doing the work mm -hmm. that's like the easiest automatic gas for me that's cruise work is cruise control for me but everything else when i'm in burnout it takes away everything else yeah so that's when i start to realize that like when i get a chance to assess my feelings i feel feelings of like sadness and emptiness and mm -hmm. depression and like and i can't connect to anything else so now i don't feel presence mm -hmm. and joy with my child and i'm irritable and aggressive and angry and short-tempered and that's when i'm like oh, very simple things or things that I used to love mm -hmm. don't feel the same anymore. Yep. The work is easy. It's on cruise control. Everything Always. else outside of me is no longer enjoyable. Now I've reached burnout. Yep. Because what is this life if I can't enjoy those things? It is. Burnout literally feels different for everybody. Yep. For me, I know I get sick. Ooh. That's when I know. It, it happens like, not like clockwork, but I can feel it. I literally, my stress or my burnout sickness is bronchitis. Wow. Every single time. That's so big though, to be hungry, to figure out, like to be hungry enough to figure out what is the thing that fills your cup. Cause you're gonna hear a million mm. things out there, but it's like, what is that thing for you that really brings you joy and just kind of like hits the recharge button. Mm. I've realized in this season for me, like something that is very easy is like when I am at wit's end is to just take a day, like a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I've actually read about this. So it kind of like added to it. I was like, okay, I know I'm not crazy. This is a real thing is to have a I guess they call it like an agenda list day. Yes. Like have a day where you're just like, what, what can I do? And I don't want it on a, how, how much can I take my time yeah. doing the most random things? Like someone comes over and we play with my child together. Then we might yeah. go to Target and then we go to like, oh, we'll go to church. And then we'll like, whatever, whatever, brings, whatever you joy. brings me, oh, well, let's stop at this donut place. Like, and that's so simple to think of, but like as a busy business owner, you don't get time freedom no. to just randomly do 
So like at the end of a day like that, I'm always like, oh, I could do tomorrow. Like I could do this. Like yeah. it's like, it really like fills my soul of just like, oh, I'm not as busy as I thought. I get to have a free day, a me day. I think the other thing I've been working on is just bringing joy into my life every day. I think that there was a tweet that I saw the other day about like black women are living in luxury. This needs to be every day. Mm. Um, like, and that's just across the board women, like learning what we need as women. Right every single day. And I think there were so many things I used to say that I won't do this until, or I need to make enough money to, or this isn't feasible every day. And it's like, well, who said that? One of the biggest questions that my therapist asked me is like, well, who told you that? Is that true? And so many times it's like, no. Like I used to only make French press on Saturday mornings. Mm. It was like every Saturday morning. Why I like, can't you French press every morning? Why not? Who said I can't? Why Girl, can't I do it? I get Starbucks every morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I can do French press in the morning. I can set up my whole routine. Like I can sage my house every morning. Yes. I can journal. I can do all the things that sometimes we think of as luxuries. Or I know on vacation, I feel like I turn up my self-care. Like not just like my chocolate chip cookies and my lingerie yeah. at night with a glass of wine. I do all the things. I'm like, but why can't I bring that into my life every day? And that's one of the things starting in January, I really got really rigorous about. I reinvested in my home, got some new furniture, put a whole bunch of things together that's like why my life can be like this every day i can romance myself mm. every single day with the little luxuries i've always wanted glass coffee mugs i was like why can't i get glass coffee mugs i went on amazon.com glass coffee mugs and got throughout all my other ones so i have these beautiful glass coffee mugs i have my french press i have all these little things like why couldn't i have done it before and that's helping me day to day have more relaxation, have more peace, and have more yourself. joy. Yes. And romanticize yourself. Yes. All right, y'all don't want to do it, fine. Done. <laughs> Taken care of. <laughs> like you have to treat yourself how you want to be treated. Facts. You have to yeah. you have to show someone. Yes. Show someone. But okay, so I'm going to ask you two really riveting questions. Apo uh -oh. Apologies in advance. Uh -oh. Um so I'm hearing a lot of words. Again, admire the hell out of you. Um so with this compelled version of you constantly rising to do the thing, to be the person, to keep going, mm -hmm. if I gave you a list of what you were chasing, money, luxury, lifestyle, authority, power, impact, hmm. what are the two that stand out the most to you? Gosh, the fact that you sighed before you asked me that question is not okay. <laughs> Um, that's how I knew that it was going to be a good question. Oh my gosh. Um, cause like, where are we going with this? You are phenomenal right now. Doesn't mean oh, we stay put. You. We don't stay put forever. Um, we don't live in contentment. I know that, but like, where, where does this, where is this going? So I have a problem answering this question. I'm going to say that first. My problem is that I have a hard time talking about like the ultimate vision for myself mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like it's cocky or it's. People think that, you know, like my dad would say, you got too big for your britches, right? Like, so I have a hard time really articulating, not because I don't know, but because I am self-conscious about what others will think if I say what I really, really want. Well, if nobody um, was listening, no, shh, turn, turn the other way. <laughs> and it was just me and you, and it was, no one was judging you because they gonna, let me tell y'all something, they gonna judge you whether you hit the mark or not, so you might yeah. as well hit the gas. Um, where would Kimberly be? What is I'm the big sweating. girl? What's the big girl vision? Um, <laughs> uh, let me say. So I feel like a few of them I'd wrap into one thing. Okay. So I'd probably say impact. Mm -hmm. But within impact, 
is like power and influence and wealth for me. Mm. Because in order to have the impact that I'd like to have, um, I also need the power and influence because I need to have the connection to more people. I've always joked and said, like, I want to be the Oprah Winfrey of career development. I want to help women and people of color mass scale, navigate the world of work, make more money and position themselves as leaders. Mm. I'm like, I want to have the type of platform where I'm able to do that. And it is so scary. I'm legit like sweating. No, I love when women through say my they jacket. want to be powerful. I'm like, say it. <laughs> say it with your chest. I don't like it. Sit up and um, say it. <laughs> <laughs> working on it, working on it. And I'm like, and then I think number two is lifestyle. Cause I want to have a lifestyle that I love and that I can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that for me, like luxury, of course, comes into it. I like nice things. I definitely like nice things, nice places. <laughs> I just was like, yes, yeah, she does. Um, so I think the lifestyle would be the second part because I want to impact the world, but also live a lifestyle that I'm proud of and that makes me happy and brings me joy that is filled with the luxuries, whether it's Amazon glass mugs or it's weeks a Gucci bag. Oh, weeks in Mexico or I'm taking French lessons or I'm able to go to um, Paris or St. Tropez for a month because I feel like it. Don't have kids. Uh, <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> No, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like you, the way you move already really like makes me want to like, just say yes. Like, just say yes. Just believe in yourself enough. Take the risk. Like it's going to be worth it. Cause the way you move, you move in, in everything that you do in your business and your, in your life, you take it all very seriously. You don't do anything. Excuse my language. Half-ass. You do nothing half-ass. I love that. Love I appreciate that. that. Um, last question. It's definitely going to be the banger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry in advance. All right. So, all of this. Yep. Right now and then. Or, uh, what do they always say? They say, um, "What I have now are better." Right. So we know uh-huh. everything you have now will only be better in the yes. future because we know you're going to feel compelled to keep going. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, right now, younger Kimberly mm-hmm. in the house with yeah. your father. Yeah. Who's not in the bad term, but never satisfied. Yeah. Wants more for you. Making you want more for yourself, of course. Yeah. Could you officially say that you are proud of her and satisfied with her right now? Satisfied with the Kimberly that I was or satisfied with myself right now? Can young Kimberly say that she's proud of me Sitting at the table doing her long division. (laughs) Yes. Is she overwhelmingly proud because she's more than you ever thought she could be? Is she, Yeah. is she not there yet? Does she have more to do? Are you proud of her right now? Yeah. Very? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think I've gotten to that point, um, even just being proud of myself right now. As you should. Like, and I think I wouldn't have said that maybe a year ago. I don't think I would have said it. Mm, maybe not. Let me take that back. I think I would have started feeling, I started feeling moderately proud probably in 2019. Why so? I felt like, things were connecting in a different way. Mm. And I felt myself having more of an impact. And that made me feel accomplished. Yes. Yeah, so I think I can 100% say that little Kimberly would be proud. Mm. And I'm proud of like all the things. Like I think that drive, if I didn't have that drive, I don't think I'd be where I am now. No. Like that 100% came from my parents. 100% 100% came from my parents, from my father. Um, my mom was the more loving side. Um, and my father was the like more regimented side. And I would not be who I am now if it weren't for them. And I think even now my dad, um, it's very interesting when we talk now because he's just so proud. 
and he's so proud. He doesn't ask me like, oh, what's the next thing, Kimmy? And they're the only ones who can call me Kimmy, so don't don't get no ideas. <laughs> the only ones, the only ones. Um, my dad calls me, my mom and my dad call me Kimmy Ann. So don't don't try it. I will ignore you <laughs> if you call me Kimmy Ann. Uh, but he'll be like, so what, what's, he won't even ask what's next. Like, I'm just so proud of you, Kimmy. And I'll say like, I'm working on book number two right now. Well, I'm thinking about working on book number two. Um, and he'll be like, oh, you, you just, you're doing so much, Kimmy. You're just doing so much. And before my dad would be like, oh yes, well, what about book number three? Like, what? what about book number five? Like, but now he's like, oh, you're just, you're just doing so much. I'm just so proud of you. So yeah. like, I think I'm, I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm proud of myself. I know my parents are proud of me. Um, but now it's about like legacy building. I think it's, mm. it's doing what I'm doing now. Like what, that's why the impact is important to me. Like what's going to, I know people say like, what's going to happen or what's like written on your tombstone or what's in your obituary. Yes. Um, and I want it to be larger than me. Yes. So what am I what am I doing now that's going to impact myself, future generations, my my little nephews, my cousins? Um, what are people gonna say when they look at my books later? Yeah. Like when you look at brands like what is it, Franklin Covey or um Malcolm Gladwell or um these leadership development companies where the founder isn't necessarily as important anymore as like the brand and the impact that they're having. What yeah. is Manifest Yourself going to do? What is the legacy of that with or without me? Ooh. So that's more of what I'm working on now. That just gave me game. <laughs> that just gave me game. Okay. <laughs> one last one. Okay. If you could give them wherever they are, whether they're beginning in entrepreneurship, whether they are, you know, looking at that very high level within their mm -hmm. career, if you just had one word that you feel like you've really embraced or one action or just one, like it's something you've really had to embody to maintain that success to maintain that motivation, that drive, outside of being compelled. <laughs> one, one thing about yourself you've really had to embody and maybe just show off or step into that you could mm -hmm. give them, what would that be? I think just courage. Mm. I think when you are, whatever word you wanna use, I feel like striving, people don't like that word, but when you are working toward whatever your next thing is, you have to have courage. You have to have courage that you can do it, you can achieve it, you can overcome it. All that I feel like is tied to courage. Of course, you need confidence and skill and blah, 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 blah. But you have to have the courage to actually pursue it and move forward. Like I used to have this challenge called Relentlessly Consistent. You need to be relentlessly consistent. One of my favorite books is Relentless and Winning is Everything by uh, Tim Grover. Wow. Like you've got to have that, that gusto, gusto to push. Like it doesn't, that's gusto. In the face of rejection. Exactly. You have to be able to keep pushing. And again, like you have to know your own limits because we talked about burnout today, all those things. Yep. I'm not saying if you are down on the ground, like in the hospital, like, no, you don't need to open the laptop. Like, let's not be, let's not go there. Right. But when you're working toward whatever that thing is, yes, you've got to have a little bit of that, that relentlessness. You absolutely do. It can't be the mistakes I think that I've made. And I'm sure the mistakes, whether or not you, you know, you would be willing to admit they're they cannot be a measuring stick. Yeah. They've literally been the clay, the building foundation for, like, full disclosure, I always tell people that you have always been one of my most fun clients because of the standard that you hold me to. And I love it. And it's like, and it's it's really Some unfortunate. Some people don't like it. I love it. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it always, I'm like, as soon as that happens, I'm like, okay, 
we made a mistake. This is a lesson. If, if you are the, the version of the clientele that I want to work with, how do I continue to alter my client services and the way that we provide services and the way that I show up as a business owner for this person if, if this is the ideal avatar mm-hmm. that I'm looking to work with? Everything is a, it's just a piece of the puzzle to the foundation that I'm building mm-hmm. for the business that I want to run. Yeah. It's not a measuring stick that I'm not good at this. It's a learning tool. Yeah, I think that's, it's feedback, yes. right? And like annoying the difference between feedback that is about you and feedback that's not about you. Because I think there's Correct. both sides. I think when people give you feedback, it's based upon their own experience. Sometimes their own experience is jaded. Yep. Sometimes it's valid. Yes. So I think it's knowing the difference and taking that to move forward. It's like a coach. I don't know why I even try and do sports analogies because I don't watch sports <laughs> like that. But I was, like, I was like, let me not mess this up. I would never. But, you know, I did gymnastics, right? So if you are practicing um uh, backhand swing, back tuck, right? You have to get feedback on the form of your body. I used to cheerlead. Like, and when you, you can't see it, you can't see it. Yep. You may not be able to see that your legs weren't tight or you weren't getting your power when you're running first. Like the coach teaches you like, and gives you feedback. Hey, you are missing this. You're missing this. Try this way. Like when cheerleading, it's all about like when you're a flyer, it's all about how you hold your body. People think that the power is always in the person who's the base holding the person up. However, there's so much power in the person who's the flyer. Mm. How you hold your body literally changes how much it feels like your body weighs in gymnastics and cheerleading. How you stick it, how you lock your knees or don't lock your knees or hold your torso. The base can feel all of that. And if you as a flyer don't do your job, the base can't hold you. There's so many, and you get that through feedback. When you're watching a cheerleader up there, a coach will tell you like, no, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. And you'll adjust and it makes the entire stunt easier. And that's like in business, in life, in general, you get the feedback and it can make your life easier when you take that feedback when you know it's unbiased. See, now we're talking about team building and all the things right now. This is, <laughs> this is a whole other episode. Yeah, so we're going to have plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> yep. But thank you so much. That was so good. Like just hearing the other side of you. Again, if you watch Kimberly, you know how just like hardworking, how true to her word she is, her integrity, her brand, everything that she stands for. Um, and just like the, the companies that you've worked for, the Ivy League schools, like you are, I think you're more than you even talk up to be. And so to hear that other side, you know, the, the personal, overcoming the personal situations, um, having feelings and emotions and burnout because people don't see that they think i'm cold they don't like icy like we talked about in episode one with you yeah your girl's icy okay (laughs) let's be clear she's icy um but to see the other side and to just know that like we're all human and to whatever effort that you're willing to go to show up for yourself um it is different for everyone but it's whatever works best for you and you found a way that it works best for you and it's really beautiful thank you thank you thank you Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.